0: Welcome to the N.J. Hoopers podcast. Today, I'm joined by senior guard for American University and the Patrick School alumni, Jameer Harris. Jameer, thanks for taking the time. Yeah, to of talk course. I'm us. happy to be here. So I want to go back to uh, your high school days playing at the Patrick School. During your Celtics career, you were able to help hoist the TOC Championship, among other awards. What were some of your takeaways from your time at the Patrick School, and how did that time there Help prepare you for the D one. Um,
1: you know the Patrick School experience was great. Um, you know I learned a lot. I was a part of the the Patrick School since I was in eighth grade, so I was I stayed there from eighth grade all the way to my senior year. Um, and you just you know the basketball culture there is different. Um, you know the the amount that I learned there about the game, about the details of the game. Um, you know prepared me for the next level. Um, you know a lot of a lot of guys coming into colleges may have gone to high schools where they you know just play basketball a certain way, do whatever they want, but they don't really learn how to play the game, learn the ins and outs of the game, uh, you know, how to how to break down film, you know, how to read certain ball screens and, and coverages and stuff like that. Um, so I learned I learned a lot of that, and, uh, you know, I feel like it prepared me
0: um, a whole lot to play at the college level and to, you know, be effective and productive. So I want talk about that TOC team. In 2017, there was full of Division One and M- even NBA talent now many of which are playing really well this season. Some of those guys, Almir Dalls, Nick Richards, Jordan Walker, Marcus McClary, and then, of course, mm-hmm. yourself. What made that team you were a part of so special? And did you expect all that success to come from this team even after that 2017 season? Uh, Well, you know,
1: I already knew. You know, our senior year, we, we all were on the same page. You know, we had the, the mind frame and we were all on the same mindset to get a TLC. We thought it was TLC for bus for us. You know, we had, you know, we had the, the team and the players and the talent to get it done we just had to come together and do it so um you know going into that season i definitely expected for us to uh you know finish the way we did um you know the amount of talent on that team was exceptional uh you know it's we the guys you mentioned along with like you know bola jang and and uh boy coca you know some other guys that have been there with us for a while so um you know like i said we had the talent that we needed it would just we had to come to a united united decision to come together as one to sacrifice and, you know, to do whatever we need to do to win games and ultimately win the TOC and the first one in the Patrick school's history. So, um, you know, going into that year, I definitely thought that's where we would end up. So, and, you know, now all the guys are, you know, doing great. Like you just, like you just said, um, I just, a testament to where we came from, um, you know, the, the high school that we were a part of and the Patrick school and the culture that, um, you know, they helped instill us. It's still in us, um, you know, being a part of a culture like that, uh it's special and you know at the next level it just reminds you of how um important it is to cherish the game that you have and to cherish the opportunities to play this game and you know all of our guys are making most of it so i'm proud to see everybody's doing well yeah
0: kind of rebounding off that um obviously nick richards you got to play mm-hmm. with him when you're at the patrick school and now he's in charlotte with yep. the hornets um How's it, what is it like just to see a guy that you played with, a guy that you knew really well, getting that opportunity? Man, it's special, NBA. man.
1: I was very excited. I was watching the draft, obviously, when he got drafted. You know, I recorded it on my phone and threw it right on my story right away. You know, you know, Nick's a, he's a great guy. He's a great friend. Um, and he was an even better teammate. I mean, uh, you know, and just to see him get that opportunity um, is special, man. You know, he was a very, very hard worker. I loved the game. Um, And gave his all to it, so to see his hard work pay off it's just a great thing, man. I'm really happy for him, and I know he's gonna have a you know successful career in the league. Coming out of high school, you were the fourth
0: highest ranked player out of New Jersey, according to ESPN, and the 17th highest ranked combo guard in the country. As an 18, 19 year old kid, how are you able to keep focused and continue to improve your craft even with all that recognition? Oh well, you know,
1: I've never been the type of person to you know to, you know, get in my own head or, or fall victim to, you know, the, the recognition the rankings and all that kind of stuff. Um, I've always felt like I've been the underdog um, since I started playing ball. And, you know, growing up, you know, I've had some success and, you know, rankings that were there and stuff like that, but I've never paid attention to them, you know. Uh, they, they're they not the primary, you know, focus for me. It's just me going out there and, and working. I've always felt like there's somebody that uh, – that doesn't believe in me or that doubts me and that's honestly what fuels me I'm obviously fueled myself to want to get better and want to improve and want to you know continue to grow as a player but more so than not the people that doubt me and don't believe that I can make it that's what fuels me the most so I feel like no matter how much success I have or how many accolades I may I may get there's always some people and some group of people in a certain part of the world that doesn't believe I can keep going doesn't believe um, that you know I can continue to be successful so That's what pushes me. So, you know, that being the case, I really just focus on, you know, continuing to, you know, be the hard worker um, and relentless worker that I am and getting better. You know, the success that I have is great. You know, having big games and stuff like that is is great. It's a great feeling, but I never get into my head too much about it and let that, you know, uh, boost my ego or anything like that. You know, I'm a very humble, humble dude. Um, And, you know, I'm just down to put in the work, man. You know, the success accolades will come with it. And I know that. But uh, as far as the rankings and all that, I don't really pay much attention to it at all. So you ended up committing
0: and signing with the University of Minnesota for your freshman year. First off, just talk about what made you originally commit to Minnesota and what was the key factor that ended up causing you to enter your name in the transfer point. Um,
1: Well, you know, I first went to Minnesota. I just thought it was the perfect fit. Um, you know, they had a, very, a really you know, strong family environment there. Um, I felt comfortable there. Uh, and you know, I just felt like it was a place for me. I felt like I was going to be able to come in and, and um, you know, kind of fill in a role of a, a grad transfer that had left the year before, Hakeem Springs. Um, so, I feel like that was the role I was going to have, something similar to that. Um, and it just, felt, it just felt like it was a perfect fit for me, you know. And I learned a lot there, you know. The atmosphere was great, you know. Uh, you know, Minnesota was the only Division I, um program in the state. So, you know, everybody was, it was so much support and, um, you know, fan support and just support everywhere there. So it was a great atmosphere. I did learn a lot from a college basketball perspective as well, um, but it just wasn't the place that I wanted to continue just because of the fact that um, you know, I just wanted to go somewhere where I was going to able, be able to you know, do more um, you know, and and really expand my game. And I just didn't think that was the place for me. It's nothing against Minnesota or anything like that. Like I said, I, I love being there. I enjoyed the the one year that I was there and I learned a lot, but I just didn't feel like it was a place for me to, you know, continue to grow
0: um, as a player. And kind of just bouncing off that, you got a taste of the Big Ten right mm-hmm. off the bat in your freshman year. Uh, one of the best conferences in college basketball. Just talk about what it was like to be able to play in that conference and how competitive it really oh, is. It's, it's,
1: it's extremely competitive. Like, it's extremely competitive. Um, you know, playing the Big Ten was a great experience. Uh and, you know, I definitely know that I'm capable of playing at that that level. Um, that's one thing, you know, realizing now, especially you know, a few years later, that I'm definitely capable of playing there. But um, it, it was great, man. I mean, the intensity, like the attention to detail, the athleticism, I mean, just even the crowds in the arenas, it's just a whole different feel. Uh, you know, playing in the Big Ten was special. You know, even out of conference games that we had, you know, playing against teams like Miami. Well, Lonnie Walker, you know, who's with the Spurs now and stuff like that. And just the, the atmosphere and, and the feel of the game is just special, man. I mean, you know, playing against guys like Isaac Haas, like getting over screens, you know, uh, playing against guys like Miles Bridges and, and stuff like that. It just, you know, the level of athleticism, the level of skill, you know, and the level of detail that you needed to have attention to detail you needed to have in order to win games was, it was like no other. So, you know, um, Like I said, my experience at high school, I feel like prepared me for a lot of that. Uh, But it was definitely a great experience, man. I feel like the Big Ten won the best leagues in the country. And, um, you know, being in it, you know, being in the heat of battle and, you know, playing tough games and playing against these big time players, you know, uh, you know, proved me right. So it was it was
0: definitely a great experience for sure. You ended up transferring to American during your sophomore Mm -hmm. season. What made you choose American? After leaving Minnesota, what was the real factor that made you choose Oh, that? I mean,
1: it was a few things. Um, you know, coming on my visit here, playing, like playing with the guys and stuff like that, I just felt like they needed me. I wanted to go somewhere where I was needed and, you know, to step in and play a major role. And, you know, I feel like uh, it was just a certain camaraderie with the team that was already there and just insert myself, you know, in that uh, during the visit. And, you know, further down the line, I feel like it would be the best bet for me. Uh, I felt like the guys would welcome me. And they wanted me to come in and, and, and be the dude that I am. So it was that on top of the fact that, you know, Saeed was there and I talked to him a lot about it. And obviously I knew that, you know, me and him getting an opportunity to play with each other again would be special. Uh, so that was a part of it. Um, uh, on top of that, you know, Coach Brennan, Mike Brennan, he's from Elizabeth, New Jersey. So I knew you understand the Jersey mindset of, you know, uh, you know, how, how we do basketball and how we approach it. And stuff like that. So I feel like having that jersey connection, um, you know, would be a good thing as well. So, you know, it was a mixture of all three of those things. Uh, but I felt like at the end of the day, uh, after all the visits that I went on, um, that was the best place for me. You know, American was the best place for me. And, you know, I'm glad I made this decision. I don't regret anything. Um, I feel like this decision was best for me, and I
0: trusted my gut and went with it. During your junior season, you started all 30 games for the Eagles, averaging nearly 11 points. But one of the most important and impressive stats, in my opinion, was you shot 93% from the three-throw line, which was a record for American University. Uh, To all the younger players out there that may be listening, what are some of the things that you have done to become such an efficient foul shooter?
1: Well, uh, to be honest, it just reps, man. It just reps, like uh, reps and confidence. Um, I feel like if you have confidence in yourself as a player, if you trust the work that you put in, um, that's half the battle. Uh, I feel like people underestimate how important it is to be confident in not only your game, and your ability to you know, make a big play or to make a shot, but to trust your work ethic. You know, if you know you're giving your all into a day in and day out uh, into your craft, it's going to pay off. And that's, that's something I pride myself on personally. Um, you know, despite me having success or having bad games and failures, I've always trusted my work ethic and it's always done more good for me and, than bad. Um, and on top of that, just the reps, it's like you have to just get reps up, man. Like you have to, if you want to work on a certain part of your game and improve a certain part of your game, you really have to give it your all. So, you know, me with free throws, you know, I made it a, a conscious effort every day after practice and, you know, off days getting in the gym to make, you know, 10 to 15 in a row multiple times. So I would do that. And sometimes I would get to 20 in a row. Sometimes I would get to more, but. I would always try to make 10 in a row at least five times before I left that day. Um, and You know, it it just wore on me. And when it got to the game, you know, getting to the line, it felt like practice. So, you know, and I felt very relaxed there, confident there. And I wanted the ball in my hands at the end of the game to make the big free throws because I knew I was ready for it. So just to make sure those two things, just, you know, trusting
0: your work ethic and and making sure you're getting as many reps up as you can. So the season is still pretty early for you guys. You guys haven't had the best luck with uh, everything going on with COVID-19, yeah. but you've averaged 21 points per game this year. You doubled your uh, output as last yep. year. What's really clicked this year, and what did you work on this past off season that's really made your game continue to grow? Well, uh, you
1: know, I've been working on the same stuff i always worked on. Just a different, you know, situation now. Uh, you know, Saeed being gone, and now I have my more opportunity, uh, you know, and I, now I'm able to really step into that leader role um, and, you know, lead both of my play, my actions and my voice. Um, and so, you know, I'm just working on, you know, shooting off the dribble, you know, shooting off the catch, uh, shooting from deep, extending my range even more, um, you know, you know, I've been working in the gym, you know, pulling up from half court, a few steps inside half court, and I'm hitting that consistently. Uh, you know, my decision-making with the ball, Uh, I worked on that a lot this summer um, in the offseason, just, uh, you know, reading pick and rolls, um, knowing when to make passes, when to make certain passes, when to, you know, force the issue and try things, when not to, you know, just decision-making with the ball from the point guard position. Um, And I felt very comfortable playing the point guard. That's my position. And, uh, you know, now it's all coming together for me. So I feel like it's just a testament to my work ethic, man. Um, You know, I work extremely hard. Uh, I feel like I want to be the hardest worker in every gym that I'm in, no matter who's in there. And, you know, I feel like you know, the success that I'm having now is a testament to that. So, you know, I just try to stay true to myself and, you know, good things usually happen sooner rather than later. Um, and uh, I've learned to stay patient, you know, uh, and like I said, trust my work ethic.
0: And when I do, eventually good things always happen for me. So, yeah. You mentioned uh, your head coach at American, Mike yeah. Brennan. He's a Jersey guy, like yeah. you said. Played at Elizabeth, Princeton, Um, But how crucial was it for you to have a strong relationship with your head coach? And how did that really help you make the decision? Oh, yeah. You
1: know, I definitely want to have a strong uh, relationship with my head coach. I wanted to have a connection. Um, I feel like it's hard to play for someone that you don't have a connection with. Um, it just makes things hard. Obviously, there's, it could be done. You know, I'm not saying it can't be. And, you know, you guys can grow to have a certain relationship with your coach, but if there's a connection established before you get into all the, you know, X's and O's and grit and grind of a season and practices and stuff like that, it makes things easier. Um, so, you know, like I said, the fact that he was from Elizabeth where my father's also from, um, and, uh, you know, they went to high school together as well. My dad and, uh, coach Vernon. So the fact that, uh, you know, my dad knew coach Vernon and I, I developed a relationship with him and knew that he was from New Jersey and understood, you know, the mindset of a Jersey guard, uh, you know, I just felt like the connection was there and, you know, I felt comfortable playing for him. So I do feel like, you know, establishing a connection with your, with your head coach is very important, uh, you know, for anybody out there listening, trying to, um, you know, choose what college to go to or
0: what have you. So uh, your family is full of athletes. You mentioned your father played football. You have your uncles, two of your uncles played football. And then your two younger brothers, Jaquan and Jabron, um, both play basketball. Yeah. Uh, Just talk about that family dynamic and how important it is to have that competitive nature throughout your family. Oh, yeah, it's extremely
1: important. Uh, You know, a lot of people on my dad's side play and uh, play sports. And, you know, me and my brothers and my entire family, we have this saying called the Harris way. Um, Just it's how we approach everything. You know, we approach uh, working. We approach, you know, the grind a certain way to for that to always be our focus. You know, we handle things we handle things to handle our struggles and stuff like that by working by getting in the gym and, 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 working harder than anybody else. Uh, you know, proving the haters wrong, proving the doubters wrong. I feel like we all had that mindset, especially me and my two younger brothers, I'm trying to pave the way for them. And, you know, they're doing great things right now as well. But, you know, the Harris way mindset, you know, whoever's doubting us, whoever don't believe we can do it, we're going we gonna to make it happen. And I feel like having that chip on our shoulder, you know, wherever we play or wherever we go hoop at has a, uh, you know, been beneficial for us and um it's it's just a it's a great feeling knowing that you know my brothers are in this with me um so yeah you know that competitive edge that that uh we all have comes from our motto and you know we're going to use that to keep pushing us forward
0: kind of rebounding off that yeah. uh your brother's going through the process that you did mm-hmm. a couple of years ago trying to figure out where to go talking to coaches uh, trying to do it all, especially in a pandemic, too. Right. Um, what's the advice that you've been giving him and how are you going to help him kind of get through this process? Well, I keep
1: telling him that, you know, it's early. You know what I'm saying? He's getting a lot of attention right now. And uh, I'm just telling him to, you know, just keep your head clear and just, uh, you know, just hoop, man. You know, looks are coming in, offers are coming in. He's well-deserved. You know, as hard as Jaquan works, man, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really, really happy for him. But I just try to tell him to, you know, not think about it too much and just go out there and be yourself and play everything else to take care of itself, like, you know, don't worry too much about the offers you're getting, you know, who's hitting you up more, who's hitting you up less, like, obviously consider it and think about it and acknowledge it, but don't let that consume your mind, that's all I tell him, I was like, bro, like, you know, you're great, like, keep being great, that's all you need to worry about, like, just go out there, hoop, and be yourself, that's the only, that's your only concern, that's the only thing you should be thinking about, nothing else, if you do that, everything else is going to fall into place, so that's really all I'm telling him, because, you know, a lot of things come in his way, but, He's doing a great job of just, you know, staying focused on his task at hand, which is just getting better. So, you know, he's not letting it get to his head at all. And, you know, me talking to him, I feel like it's helping. So, you
0: know, I'm definitely going to keep doing that. You mentioned uh, Saeed Nelson, yeah, a former, another New Jersey guy. You played AAU with him yeah. way back when, a long time ago. But uh, what is it like? What was it like to be able to play together again on the court at the college level? Oh, man, it was great, man.
1: Like, you know, me and Saeed are real close. Like, I talk to him every day. So, like uh, the fact that we played with each other when we was younger, in a team battle, um you know, he' would sleep over at my house and stuff like that, so you know uh, years years went by, you know we separated and not playing with the same team and stuff like that, but, um, you know, having that opportunity to you know play with him again, you know was great, you know what I'm saying, like <laughs> our chemistry on and off the court was special, man, I mean you know, we love each other off the court, and on the court we fed off each other. Like, I knew where he wanted the ball, where he, you know, put him in position to be successful. He did the same thing for me just because we, so, we knew each other so well. You know, we knew each other's games. Um, and like I said, you know, personally, we knew each other off the court really well. So, you know, uh, playing with him, man, was special. You know, uh, you know, me and him in the backcourt was a special feeling. Uh, you know, I knew I knew we was going to ride for each other. He was going to always have my back and I was going to always have his. So, you know, going out there playing with somebody like that, you
0: know, it's, it's a special feeling, man. Currently... American University. You guys are two and two with a handful of games to go before the Patriot League tournament. Uh, talk a little bit about the season thus far and what you guys have to do to get a chance at punching your ticket, come tournament time.
1: No, I feel like the season this far, you know, has been good for us. I mean, we had two, you know, tough losses uh against the Navy to start the season off. Um, at Navy. Uh, you know, which was I feel like a learning experience for us, especially with the amount of young guys we got on our team. Um so uh, I feel like, you know, those two games are a really good learning experience for us. And for us to come out uh, against Loyola at their place at home last week and, and get two close victories um, was huge. Um, you know, I feel like the freshmen, especially they're coming along and they're learning quickly. Um, they're understanding, you know, the task at hand and what they have to do in order to help us be successful as a team. So um, I feel like, you know, we're doing really well right now. I feel like, you know, practice has been going great. You know, everybody's mindset's in the right place. Uh, and it's focused on, focusing on the team goal of winning. Um, so, you know, in order for us to, you know, have the chance to punch our ticket and get to the NCAA tournament, I just feel like we got to keep growing as a team, as a unit, uh, keep developing more and more chemistry with each other, um, you know, which is happening quickly. So, I mean, from a talent perspective, I think we got that, uh, you know, uh, in, in a skills perspective, I think we got that, you know, for each player. Each player can bring something to the table to help us win. So I feel like, um, you know, in that perspective, we're going to be really, really good. And uh, we're going to keep continuing to grow, man. But I feel like as far as what we got now and the direction we're going, I feel like we got a really, really good chance of, you know, punching our ticket and that's the primary goal. So, and everybody on the team
0: knows that. Who were some of the guys that really helped you when you were a younger guy, sophomore, uh, really helped you at American to continue to improve your game? Were there any guys, players specifically?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Saeed Nelson, uh, for sure. Uh, Stacey Beckton Jr., who's in the backcourt with me now, That's my guy, and uh, Marvin Bragg, Marvin Bragg Jr. as well. Uh, he decided to opt out this year for COVID reasons and stuff like that. But um, he was very influential, man. Uh, you know, and, and and me coming in and just you know learning the system and and finding my finding my niche with the team and finding my groove, man. Marvin was was huge. He was huge uh, with that. He talked to me all the time you know, was always there when I felt like, you know, stuff wasn't going right and stuff like that. And, you know, he was there for me, man. You know, he kept it a buck with me. He kept it real. He told me, you know, what to look for in the offense, you know, uh, you know, how to run the offense. If I was confused on something, he was always there to tell me. And that, you know, Marvin Bragg Jr. is like one of the most selfless team guys that I've ever, ever met. Um, so, you know, just having him there, being able to talk to me and Saeed and, and Stacy are, are very selfless pe- people as well. So having these three selfless, you know, uh, teammates um, there for me to, you know, kind of, you know, get me through everything that I was struggling with a little bit start, you know, was, was, was great, man. And uh, Marvin Bragg, especially, he doesn't get enough credit. Um, I feel like uh, for his ability to really bring a team together. Um, I tell him all the time, like when we play games, and you know when he's off the court it goes smoothly it goes one way but when he's on the court i feel like everything elevates everybody's together there's no bickering there's no clashing heads like he has a unique knack to bring everybody together and make you know a team work and and make a team you know uh come together as a unit and and, and get stuff done on the defensive and offensive end. so uh you know yeah he was he was really he was really important um for me as far as you know coming into a new situation and, and trying to find my way, so uh, you know, a lot of credit goes to Marvin for real.
0: So after learning from guys like that, you know, really good role models for you on the floor, how have you been trying to do the same exact thing for some of the younger guys, the freshmen, and some of the younger guys that have been coming in recently?
1: Uh, oh yeah, I forgot to mention my man YY too. Um, yeah, my bad. Uh, I forgot to mention him. He was a uh, he was real influential too. He was a grad senior uh, grad student last year so he's not here anymore but he was great too but um yeah for me like uh you know I just I always felt myself as like a a natural leader like you know like I'm always vocal uh you know I try to make my teammates feel comfortable I try to make them you know like me off the court enjoy being around me and stuff like that um so you know like I said I felt I felt myself as like a natural born leader always so what I do with the freshmen I just try to talk to them you know give them confidence that's a big thing with me like you know i always try to give not only you know freshmen but all of my teammates confidence like you know they don't think they can hit a shot I, i'm in their ear like bro you can hit that like knock it down like stuff like that and i feel like a lot of people don't realize that goes a long way man like just just me you know being in in the freshman's ear you know letting them know what i see and 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 letting them know that i have faith in their ability uh I feel like it, it gives them confidence and it gives them, you know, that feeling that they could definitely make plays and, and be an intricate part to winning. And they do that. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like I just try to, you know, keep their confidence at a high level at all times. And I do my part um, as much as I could to ensure that they have confidence through the beginning of the game, in the late moments of the game, uh, in every situation of practice, you know, I feel like you know that's that's the main thing that I bring to the freshmen. Um and I feel like it's it's helping them along, you know, really well.
0: Who would you say you try to model your game off the most and why?
1: Well, I I feel like I'm unique in my own way, but like the players that I watch a lot, like I watch a lot of Dame, Dame Lillard, a lot, I watch a lot of him. I watch a, a lot of Steph and I watch a lot of Kyrie. So just like, you know, Steph's ability to shoot the ball all over the court, you know, off the bounce, off screens, off step back, stuff like that, you know, I feel like I'm very similar in that way. Um, you know, Dame's uh, similar ability, you know, mixed with, you know, his athleticism and, you know, Kyrie's ability to, you know, do a lot of the same things with a crazy, crazy handle, you know, so I just try to incorporate, you know, all of that kind of stuff, you know, have a have a really, really strong handle to be able to get to wherever I want on the floor, Um you know, been really working on my athleticism playing about the rim, you know, and uh being able to challenge big guys and finish like like a Dame Lillard, you know, he's he's he can shoot the ball from anywhere, but he's really athletic too and and you know, he shows that every now and then when he'll dunk on somebody and stuff like that. So I look at that from him and then Steph, like I said, you know, him shooting the ball from all over, you know, different angles, you know, uh you know, the release on the jump shot is, is so quick. And you know, for him to shoot off the bounce from, you know, thirty-five, forty feet out. Uh, you know, stuff like that. I try to incorporate all of that in in, in my game. Uh, I learn from their strengths, and I try to uh, incorporate it in my strengths as well. So those are the three guys I watch the most. And I feel like I guess I'm out of my game after, if I had to say some people.
0: In the state of New Jersey, uh, Mm -hmm. who would you say were some of the toughest players to both guard or score against back in high school? Sante, Sante
1: gets over there. Shaquan, Jagan Mosley, you know, those are the ones that's coming to mind right now. Like, you know, tough guards, but there's so many. Like, I can't really, I can't really answer that for real.
0: If you could pick four former or current New Jersey basketball players to join you on the court and run fives, who you got? Damn.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, all right, I'm at this. All right, I mean, you know what? It don't gotta be any position. It could just be any five, like yeah, just any five, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go me. I'm gonna go Shaheen Holloway. I'm gonna go DeJuan Wagner. I gotta go Kyrie. I mean, I cannot
0: go Kyrie and uh, Randy Foy. What was your favorite New Jersey basketball moment as a player, other than the TOC? Because I assume you would say that, but yeah.
1: Uh, well, uh, getting my number retired. Um, you know, getting my number retired, you know, at the Patrick School after winning the first TLC, you know, that was a like <laughs> you know, that's like a unmatched feeling. Like I never never thought in a million years I'll be anywhere and get my number retired, you know, but you know, to to come into the gym, I feel like it was like a day or two after we uh won the TLC, we was cutting down the nets or whatever and they surprised me, Marcus McClary, Kodasha Hopi, uh, who's at St. John's, you know, killing right now. Uh And Nick Um, and they surprised us and took the uh, little towels off the whatever it was the the things covering the jerseys on the wall took it down and they had our jerseys up there posted and I was like wow like that, that was the best feeling like that had to be the best feeling ever in high school for me like TLC was great obviously like that was special in its own right but getting my number retired like that was a crazy feeling, and for it to be one of the first retired in the Patrick School's history is even made it even more special. So, yeah, it was that for sure.
0: Finally, I like to ask this to all of our guests: uh, How far do you see Jameer Harris going in this game, and what's the end goal for you? Uh, well, the end goal for me is to play professionally,
1: man. I mean, obviously, the NBA is is where I want to be at, uh, you know. And you know, whether whatever path takes me there, that's great. You know, I, I'm not counting now playing overseas and having opportunities over there any of that uh I just want to play professional basketball you know and I want to play professional basketball for a long time um and you know that's that's the end all be all goal for me so uh I'm gonna continue to you know do all that I can to work and to give, give myself the best chance to have that opportunity and have opportunities to play pro ball and, and be successful at that and on top of that you know uh I still want to take my music serious and uh you know, uh, try to get big with that as well. So, I mean, those two things I'm really, you know, locked in on and, and I see that in my future, in the near future in the future that's further down the line as well. And then when I'm done playing ball, um, you know, I want to continue to make music and, and be a basketball analyst or a coach or something like that. I majored in journalism just so I could, you know, know how things work and, uh, you know, I think I'll be able to give back to the game that's gave given me so much and that I love so much by either, you know, coaching kids, or, you know, by being a basketball analyst and talking about the game as it goes on. So, yeah, that's, that's the future for me. That's my plan.
0: Mir, I appreciate you taking the time to talk with us. This was great. I wish you the best of luck the rest of the season. Definitely. I appreciate it. Uh, thanks for having me, Matt. You've been listening to the NJ Hoopers podcast, streaming everywhere you get your podcasts. Go check out nj.hoopers on Instagram and YouTube for all of your New Jersey basketball content.